Why should men on earth be so sad? Since our Redeemer made us glad, tonight everyone should be glad, and everyone should be fat for that matter. You should all go home and stuff your face with cookies. Hopefully you have lots of fat cookies at home. I don't mean margarine-made cookies. I mean the real deal, butter and sugar and flour and lots of it. Because our Redeemer makes us glad, and he makes us fat with the gladness of eternal life. But many don't know it, do they? Many don't know it. Many didn't know it then. There's a poem printed in your bulletin that kind of gets us in this mindset tonight. And I want to draw your attention to just a bit of it. You don't have to turn there. You can if you want. But it's a poem entitled, The First Roman Christmas. And what, go, what the poem goes on to do is to describe what life was like at that first Christmas. No one was eating cookies. No one was singing Christmas carols. No one was lighting candles in the dark. Everyone was just going on with life as usual. And this poem captures it pretty well. The fourth stanza goes like this. Oh, strange indifference. Oh, strange indifference. Low and high, drowsed over common joys and cares. The earth was still, but knew not why. The world was listening unawares. How calm a moment may precede one that shall thrill the world forever. Oh, strange indifference. The world was completely indifferent to the coming of its maker. You heard it put this way in Luke's gospel, and you've probably heard these words Christmas after Christmas after Christmas. There was no room for him in the inn. Now, just imagine how rude that is. Here's a pregnant mother, and no one will give up a room for her. Here's a cute, cuddly little baby boy, and no one bothers to say, put him in the bed, I'll sleep on the floor, I'll sleep outside. No, no, the world didn't care about the Lord Jesus back then, and I wonder if it does now. Strange indifference, don't you think? Caesar was strangely indifferent in Rome. He was in the halls of power, but all he was thinking about was a tax, you know, kind of like politicians do today. All Caesar was thinking was this great registration that he had caused to go out through the whole Roman Empire. And so he was probably sitting in Rome in the halls of power just thinking, just thinking of how much revenue he was going to collect. And Quirinius, the governor of Syria, we don't know much about him, but he was probably thinking much the same. After all, what fills Caesar's coffins, coffers is bound to fill Quirinius's pockets too. And King Herod, well, he was no different than them. He was there in Jerusalem, but he was Herod's stooge. He was Herod's lackey. And so he was probably thinking too, just how much money we were going to make in this tax. But it wasn't just those politicians, it wasn't just those who were powerful in the world, who were drowsed in the cares and common joys of life. It was also the poor. It was also those who were insignificant in the marks of history. They went about their life, they went about their business that day just like they did every other day. And all those who were there in Bethlehem, they saw Mary and they saw Joseph and some of them probably even knew that the baby had been born. But what was that to them? They went about their business. They went on with their life completely indifferent to it all. Drowsed over common joys and cares. 
Surely there were happy things that were on the people's minds back then, and surely there were sad things, deeply sad and sorrowful things. But all of it, all of it, all of it drowsed them, and so they were indifferent to the birth of the Lord Jesus. How about now? Are things all that different now? Here we come again to the celebration of our Lord's birth, the incarnation of the Son of God, the maker of heaven and earth deigns to dwell among us as one of us. But all the world is drowsed, isn't it? All the world rolls on and the politicians sit in Washington and in Lexington and wherever they may be, and they may make some note of it in their minds and in their hearts, but not much. They go on with their common joys and common cares. And it's not just those who are of high estate in our world. There are people all around us who are drowsed, 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 sleepy, distracted, confused, unaware, and so strangely indifferent to the message of the angels. That there is a boy born in Bethlehem, that God has become man, not just for a little while, but permanently, that God has joined himself to us in the womb of his mother Mary and in the manger of Bethlehem. And yet the world rolls on, drowsed. Some of them are thinking of all the joys and all the things that they have enjoyed in this past year. Some are caught up and wrapped up in thoughts of a fat man in red clothing with a white bushy beard and what he will bring us and put under the tree, common joys. Others are wrapped up in the common cares of this world. When's the paycheck coming in? Is it going to be enough to pay the bills? Is it going to be enough to cover this month, next month? Maybe I'll have a little bit extra so I can put something under the tree for those I love. And yet strangely indifferent, so many, so many strangely indifferent to the one thing that makes the season bright, to the one thing that makes men glad on earth, the coming of the Lord Jesus. How do you cure indifference? How do you cure strange indifference like this? How do you cure a world that has forgotten its maker? Adam didn't forget, right? Adam knew that the Lord was his maker, and so he at least hid. But so many in our world don't even hide from the Lord God. They just ignore him. Roused by the cares and the joys of this world, life rolls on. And what's Christmas? And what's Christ? And what's Jesus? And what's all this about sin and grace and redemption and reconciliation and angels? You really believe in angels? Drowsed we are in indifference. How do you cure indifference? Well, you could shake people, couldn't you? The Lord God could have shooken heaven and earth. He could have made no mistake about it. He could have ripped apart the skies. He could have declared in loud, bold trumpet blasts that his son was born in Bethlehem. And he kind of did that, didn't he? But the only ones who heard were shepherds. The only ones who heard were shepherds. A show of force can cure indifference, can't it? A show of force and authority and power. And some of us wish that the Lord would do that again. Some of us wish that the Lord would shake the world, that he would come down like he did on Mount Sinai with thunder, with lightning, with fire, with a cloud, and get people's attention. That certainly is a way to cure indifference, isn't it? But see, a show of force, a show of force might cure indifference, but what comes with the cure? Fear, terror, 
Perhaps obedience, right? Perhaps a bit of obedience, perhaps a bit of attention, but it's the kind of obedience that a slave gives to his master. It's the kind of obedience that a member who hates his Lord gives. And the Lord God does not want to cure our indifference with that kind of a cure. And so he goes about it another way. How do you cure indifference? A show of force may do it for a time, but a show of love, a show of love is how our Heavenly Father chooses to shake us from our slumber, to wake us from the drowses and the cares of simple common joys and common cares. A show of love our Heavenly Father gives, and nothing short of giving his own Son, do you see? Nothing short of giving us his very self. Some of you have spent a lot of time trying to find just the right gift, right? The more you love a person, the more you slave over and labor over, what will I give this person to show them that I really care, that I really love? But no one wraps up himself, do they? None of us wrap ourselves up and put ourselves under the tree. No, we give a token, right? We give a token or a little gift that's some kind of a symbol that shows that we care, Well, our Heavenly Father has sent his Son into the world, his only begotten Son, his Son who is equal with him in glory, who is equal with him in power, who is equal with him. Our Heavenly Father would give nothing short of his own Son to wake us from our indifference. A show of love can wake someone from indifference, and what a show of love gives is that it wins the heart A show of force may win a bit of authority, may win a bit of obedience, but a show of love, a show of love cures us with love in return. And so in the manger lies the cure, the cure for our strange indifference. For the Christ child makes all the difference. Do you see? The Christ child makes all the difference. For here is the good news that wakes you from your slumber. Here is the good news that goes out to all the world that God Our God has come to be with us. Our God has come to be with us, not to scare us, not to frighten us, not to show us simply his power and authority, though he has it. But our God has come to be with us to show us his love. And so he wraps himself up in flesh and blood, just like you. He wraps himself up in lowliness and meekness to show you his love so that you would be wakened from your slumber, so that you would turn back from indifference and apathy and all the things that put you to sleep, and so that you may find in him happiness and peace and joy and forgiveness for this little child. This little child will grow to be the joy of all the earth, for he will do away with your sin. He will do away with your death. He will do away with the power of the devil, and so he will bring you, he will bring you something better than a cookie. He will bring you something better than butter and sugar and flour rolled together. He will bring you eternal life. O strange indifference, O strange indifference then and strange indifference now, that people are drowsed over common joys and common cares. Let it not be said of you, let it not be said of you this season or ever again that you are indifferent to your Lord, that you are indifferent to the Christ and to his words and to his sacraments and to his church. For still our Lord Jesus would shake us from indifference, not with force and with might and a cloud and with thunder, but with love. So love him in return. 
For in that manger, in that manger, lies the cure for strange indifference. For the Christ child makes all the difference. And to him be the glory, now and forever. Amen.